Folks, welcome to a brand new episode of Trainwreck tonight, episode 206, your show sponsor tonight, Outlet Liquor. It's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Tonight, we have a very special guest, Adrian Dater from ColoradoHockeyNow.com, also the writer for Bookies.com. Last night at Studio D, complete mayhem, big show tonight. Let's go. You don't stop, you don't stop, you don't stop. You don't stop. Follow me into the great unknown where pink flamingos grow. Diet soda flows and what you take magically regenerates on supermarket shelves. The ovens clean themselves. You don't pay the tab till the last drop. So we all ride for nothing because this train never stops. Here we go, folks. Beautiful day in Buffalo, New York. A little human maniac. The AC, though, is on at Studio D. It was on fire here last night for that watch party. I know it was not the best result, not the result that we all wanted. Obviously, there were some people in the house that were going absolutely ballistic, but the Vegas Golden Knights get it done in overtime against the Avs. I'm so muted over here. I can honestly say I had as much fun in a heartbreaking loss as I could possibly have. That's what I will say. Yeah, we, we had a blast here last night. We had a combination of Avs fans. We had we had Vegas fans. Kevin Vegas Fertino was here. We had Greg Greggy Day parlays hitting a $900 parlay because of the Knights. Yeah, he needed that OT goal. So you had great GDJ, you had Vegas Vertino, and you had Donnie 10 Tanks, obviously, you know, celebrating. They weren't too in my face. It was nothing uh, bad. But yeah, I mean, Kevin and I almost did get into it in that second uh, period when there was the penalty call and then the Colorado goal. But I thought it was pretty res- respectable all aboard. And yeah, I mean, it's going to need to be a respectable performance from Colorado in game six if they're going to obviously stay alive. Yeah, tomorrow night is going to be it's going to be a great time again. Uh, Nine p.m. Game six, Avs going to the Fortress. Um, I can't believe it. I I never thought that we'd get to a point where we're thinking can Vegas seriously win four consecutive games against the best team in hockey? Um, it is you know all regular season and these playoffs have been unreal. Tonight, Game six at the Kali. We got Isles, Bruins. Bruins still a slight favorite on the road, minus 141. But, you know, Dewey, Rob, they're going to be going nuts tonight. No doubt. They're going to be rocking. They're going to be looking to get that game six win. 
Islanders are kind of like, I mean, this the series, they, they ran back the exact same series they did last round, it feels like. They went back yeah. and forth, and then all of a sudden they just take the lead in a game five, big game five win, and then they finish yep. them off in game six. And Maniac, I'm just sitting here thinking, like, it's it's so sad that we're, like, over a decade now of not having anything like this. Like, we're having so much fun with, like, the Colorado Avalanche the past two years. I mean, yeah. we're, we're literally putting money on teams for any type of feel whatsoever just to have fun during the NHL playoffs. Like, if I could not imagine if we had the Sabres in a playoff run. I, I just, it's, it's like you said, we're doing something just to have a feeling – uh, we're yeah. gonna talk with Adrian Dater. Obviously, yep. you know Colorado fans. That that's the that's the ebbs and flows of it. April first, Stanley Cup favorites. First time since then they haven't been. Yep. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot to look at. We're gonna we're gonna. I mean, we want to see some fight out of our team. We want to see some passion. That's something the Sabers haven't been for a while. I know that a lot of people don't like the Kevin Adams narrative of like we want people who want to be here and are proud to be a Buffalo here. But you got to start there. Because that passion for being a saber, I mean, you see Lazar, you see Hall, you see all these guys who go to other teams, and all of a sudden that fire, that passion, O'Reilly, all of a sudden they're back alive and they've never felt better. And speaking of back alive and never felt better and showing that fight, yesterday had a little had a little jumble at OTAs. Uh, Epinesa getting into it with Feliciano. He picked <laughs> off Allen, took it back to the house. I guess I guess you don't do that. I guess you don't do that in OTAs and practice. You don't take it back to the house. I love the competitiveness. I, 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 all I heard growing up was that Jerry Rice was the top competitor because every time in practice he caught a ball, he went to the end zone. What about Michael Jordan? Yeah. In practice and watching the last dance. I mean, I, I love the competitiveness, and that's something that you don't see in the Sabres. What's the problem with the Sabres that we've, we've bitched about over the years is the lack of the heart, the physical, passion, yeah, the passion, that kind of stuff. We don't see that. And hate to bring it up, but like it's the same thing with Knights Abs. People are like, people say that about. The Avalanche, are they a, a great regular season team? Yes. Can they dominate teams? Yes. But when you get to the postseason, the Knights are a completely different animal from a physicality perspective. I'm sorry. It's a fact. It, 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 no, no, no. It, no. It totally is. Vegas has gotten back into this series with these three games by being more physical on that yeah. fourth track, especially. I'm just laughing that we're going to make every topic on this train wreck tonight, 206, sponsored by Outlet Liquor. Go back to the Avalanche. So we'll move sorry. along here. It's okay. No, it literally is going to happen. So I'm yeah. embracing it. Let's embrace it and rock with it. NBA playoffs, Clippers fall. Pretty entertaining game. Uh, Tamir Cats Jazz yesterday. Um, you got Brooklyn could be in a little bit trouble with their injuries. Uh, where are you at right now and uh, with the Silver Snakes? So that game was pretty crazy last night, man. Like, I'm not sure if you checked it out when you get home, but the Jazz I, I saw that run at the end. The Jazz were consistently up like eight to ten points and somehow Clippers push. Like I can't believe that it got to that point where the Clippers only lose by three. They were plus three all night. Um, and yeah, I believe tonight we have Meerkats Nuggets taking on, I think they're five and a half point dogs tonight. Playing the Phoenix Suns, I think that's nine forty Eastern time. Yeah, I mean, again, the the action has been good. I'd say the first round were kind of like some soppy blots. I don't really remember a good first round series besides the Mavericks Clippers, and that was kind of like a Bizarro series where no home team won for the first yeah. six games of the series. Totally crazy. Now yeah. it's getting into it. Now you're getting that high quality of basketball. Uh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, to me, I mean, the Suns are a, are a super dark horse. The, clearly, Vegas had mismeasured them uh, yep. because, yeah, they'll be uh, they'll be looking to go up 2-0 tonight. I'm sorry, right? Yes, Suns are up okay. 1-0 right now. Yep. Uh, the, the one I mixed it up with, Suns and 76ers. 76ers pulled even at 1-1 one one yesterday. But, uh, yep. yeah, it's been great uh, action across the board. Yeah, and then what about 
NHL playoffs. Game six. No, not I'm not saying Habs Knights. We have Islanders Bruins tonight, folks. Are we gonna get some dancing, Gabagool? Hey, yeah. Hey, uh, hey Bailey. Ooh, ha! I wanna know. They're gonna be fired up. I, I'm I'm happy for Rob Ryan. I'm happy for Dewey Crocs. They're gonna have a blast tonight. Um, yeah, and a huge matchup. A huge matchup, and I mean, Al. Without further ado, I think it's time for us to turn all our attention to the biggest matchup for us, and that is obviously Avs Knights Game Three. Should we get a Dater in here? You know what? I think it's time to get Adrian Dater in here. And this show is sponsored by Outlet Liquor. It's the place to buy a case. Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your out? All right, folks. And now we have special guest Adrian Dater in the building. I think he's driving right now. He is the Avalanche writer, editor, and boss of ColoradoHockeyNow.com and also a writer for Bookies.com. Adrian, how's it going today? Good. Uh, don't be alarmed, everybody. I'm uh, pulling into a parking spot right now. So, uh, but uh, yeah, there we go. Oh, I'm doing good. We're on the go here in Denver, so thanks for having me while I'm driving a little bit. Is that kind of how it is in, in your sphere, Adrian? I mean, obviously, these last couple of years, these Avalanche playoff runs, when they get to this time of year, does everything else kind of go by the wayside? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, there's still, it's not that much difference from the regular season time-wise, really, but uh, it's just a mental thing. You feel like everything's built around the next playoff game and, you know, everything's, uh, you know, just playoffs are ultimate importance for what I do and what the players do. And uh, so, yeah, it's always a little bit hectic trying to arrange other stuff, but I carved out a little time for you guys. So no problem. Awesome. Seriously, much appreciated, uh, Adrian. And this has been this round two. This is why we wanted to get John. Abs, Knights. I mean, it's pretty crazy. You pretty much have the Stanley Cup matchup, the top two teams in the league playing in round two of the NHL playoffs. I know. <clears throat> I think Tampa Bay Lightning might argue with that, though. So, uh, you know, I, but, yeah, I agree with the sentiment, though, that it sucks that we have to see two best teams probably and at least the West eliminate one of a, one of themselves. Uh, you know, um, whoever wins this series is going to beat Montreal. I pretty much have no doubt about that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Tampa Bay is still the defending champ, though, and we're rolled right through the first two rounds. So, We'll see about the best when it's all said and done. But, uh, yeah, it is a shame, but that's, uh, you know, that's the way it goes. You know, um, going to have to go through that team, either team eventually. So um, that's the way it is right now, second round. Awesome. We have been calling it for a little bit. And yeah, this series has been a roller coaster. I mean, really, I think if you match everything up, it feels like it's been pretty even. But when there were clutch moments to be had, the Knights have taken advantage, it feels like. Uh, the Avs have had a bunch of a third period leads, um, but yeah, the Knights have found a way to get goals late to tie it up and kind of make it happen. And obviously, that was the, that was the uh, tail of the tape last night, Adrian. Yep, another you know blown third period lead twice in this series. So, um, you know, it's it's really depressing here in Denver right now. Like fans are as down as I've seen them in a long, long time. You know. Uh, Avs, like it or not, are going to get labeled as, um, you know, chokers or team that just can't win the big ones. Uh, pretty, not gritty. 
you know, they got one, they got a, they got a chance still to avoid that. Um, the, the, everybody expected the avalanche to at least get past the second round. They're like, you had to get past the second round this year. Um, to feel like at all, like this season be a success. And now we're one game away from being eliminated uh, in the second round for the third year in a row. Oh. It's, uh, it's not a good time right now for house fans, but, uh, you know, this team has been down and out before counted out before just, uh, 20 years ago today, the Avalanche won their second Stanley cup and, uh, they were down three, two going into New Jersey for that series. Everything felt completely hopeless then too. And, uh, they won the Stanley cup. So, we do have a little bit of history here to uh, look toward for some hope. That was the, that was the thing. I was feeling absolutely down in the dumps, Hal. Just terrible. Uh, I think I woke up this morning and I saw a tweet for the first time since April first. The Avalanche are no longer the favorite for the Stanley Cup. I mean that that the depression doesn't come out of nowhere, Adrian. I mean that's a big knock to go from being a Stanley Cup favorite for basically two months and, and a week plus. And now all of a sudden they're plus 450. They're going to have to pull off, you know, a, a performance in the fortress. They're going to have to go on the road, uh, just like you alluded to uh, in that New Jersey series. And I believe if you go to coloradohockeynow.com, you'll read from Adrian that the Avalanche gutted out a 4 nothing win on the road in New Jersey. And they were the defending champions that year. So it was a little bit even crazier. I mean, let's face it, AD knows Colorado hockey. So that got me feeling a little bit more optimistic. And you know what? I am happy with the adjustments from the game last night. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna speak on to that, I think that the Colorado played better for about forty to forty five minutes. But it was just like uh, Coach said, uh, the Knights when they had the opportunities, they capitalized. The Avalanche had plenty of opportunities in the first period. They had them in the second period. I mean, they had a chokehold on that game in the second period, Adrian. I mean, I think Knights had like oh, no. two shots on net. Oh my goodness! I know. I've never felt more confident about a win than I did. That's what shook me a little bit is I really thought I know this team. I know they're going to win this game. And they found a way to give it away in just the most unlikely ways, you know, just a stupid giveaway in their own zone. And then bang, bang, bang. Still took like three lucky passes to get the puck to the net. It all happened for Vegas. Um, frustrating night. I think the Knights only got like five good scoring chances the whole game. And they scored on three of them. Um, it was uh, it was brutal. I mean, and it was like a pin. You could hear a pin drop in the arena last night. Uh, it's um, it's just frustrating because you you know that they're a more talented team, but can they do it? Can they execute and do it? No, they can't right now. Still with this core group, and I'll tell you what, it's going to be really interesting to see if uh, what happens around here if they can't do this. Um, you know. Uh, Adrian, what do you think? Do you think it's a little mental right now? A little mental in the players' heads? You said the community. You said Denver, Colorado. You tell the fans are really down right now. They're going, you know, potentially going to drop out third season in a row in the second round. So is it more of a mental thing right now? I mean, I, they, they'll, they'll deny it probably, but uh, can't can't tell me that there's not a little something mentally here. Uh, you know, you can't tell me if this team isn't gripping the sticks a little bit right now and worried about the same thing happening. Uh, yeah. You know, the last two years um, – I mean, I think they were a better team than Dallas last year, but they had seven guys out after the first game, um, yep. seven new injuries. So that that's the excuse they had. You know, it's a good one. I mean, they had to use Michael Hutchinson three final games. Um, you know, there's not that excuse this year there, really. Um, yeah, they're missing a guy or two, but, uh, you know, so is Vegas. And, uh, 
it's just not there. You can't use that excuse. I think that's what everybody's freaking out about a little bit is uh, we're out of excuses here for this team. And uh, there's probably going to be some hell to pay if they don't win, uh, if they lose the series. I mean, I, I got to figure like there's going to be a couple decent sized changes around here. Jeez. And I mean, oh, no, go ahead, Manny. Well, the reason we're freaking out, I mean, and rightfully so, you look at the odds, Adrian, I mean, basically you're going to, I mean, Avs are just above a pick them in this game for game six, they're plus 115. So if they can force a game seven, yeah, they, they might be minus 140, minus 150. So that shows you by their plus 450 Stanley Cup price, they're not looking at a series price below minus 300 in those next two rounds based on the current Vegas price. So it's very interesting. It's a very high leverage situation right now but that's the thing they don't need to do they don't need to panic because the fortress is not a place to panic they need to get to that game seven they can get cadre reinforcements potentially which would help with the depth give them kind of a, a boost in that physicality sense um yeah. you know regardless of what you think of them so with that said i wanted to get it from you um you said gritty not pretty and i get that what's the biggest challenge for them going into the fortress uh tomorrow night well, I think it's it's going to be those first 10 minutes of the game. I mean, or first 20. I mean, yep. I'm, ex you know, in game six in New Jersey in 2001, the Devils are all over the avalanche in that first fifth period. I think the shots were 14 to three uh, or 12 to three, one of those two. Um, but they had a one nothing lead after the first period. Uh, Adam Foot knuckleball shot goes in. <laughs> They were dominated in those first 10 minutes. Patrick Waugh had to stand on his head. And that's kind of what I, uh, the challenge is going to be here, I think. First 10 minutes, Grubauer's going to have to make, you know, a couple big saves. Um, if they don't, if they're down one nothing right away, I feel like, you know, the, the potential is there where they just sort of freeze up and, and lose going away. If they yep. can get through that first period, make it a 40-minute game, make it about one play, one couple plays and uh you know they got a shot to do it i mean they got of course they got a shot they, they got mckinnon mccarr rance landy you know <laughs> these guys can win a game right yeah and, and but adrian i could not agree more i was telling maniac last night it's the same thing with vegas that first period in this series has been so crucial for both teams and that what did uh what did Vegas need to do? I was telling Maniac yesterday they need to not be down to nothing if Vegas wants to stand any chance. They, they survived. McKinnon at that opportunity yesterday, first period. I right mean, now, right now, Vegas is playing like that tennis player who has three break opportunities and they've gotten every break. And the other and you know Colorado probably has nine and they've gotten two. They just have not been able to capitalize on when well, they've gotten good, good, you know, play from Grubauer. They haven't been able to find the net. When they've been able to find the net, that's when they've been letting Vegas get into the zone. I mean, those games at the Fortress, the biggest thing that worries to me was that Vegas was skating freely into some high-danger yeah. uh, areas yeah. against yeah. Grubauer. And I get it. I have faith in Grubauer. I mean, we've all seen the photo of him on the horse. He's just a great guy to get behind. But with that said, I mean, yeah, you're not going to survive if you're giving up five to eight of those chances in that first period. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be rocking tomorrow. And it's, it's a very intimidating situation, but I think you put hit the nail on the head, Adrian. Al, they got to survive that first 10 minutes. First, first yeah, period. And, and, and you've seen Adrian, how the Vegas, Vegas odds makers have shifted the lines in this series games. One and two, you had Colorado minus two ten to minus minus one ninety anywhere oh, in that yeah. range. 
You see yesterday, it drops all the way to 135-145, and now I think the line's spot on for this game at the Fortress with Vegas being minus 140. I think that's where it should be. And I was shocked seeing games three and game four being pretty much a pick'em game. Yeah, I was too. There was some good value on on those Vegas games. Four Vegas Definitely. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised too. I thought, well, geez, you know, they had the same amount of points as the Avs did in the regular season. Now they're coming home. I mean, I don't think the Avs are, you know, minus 180 or whatever they were a couple times. Maybe not that high in those games, but pretty high. Uh, So, yeah. You know what? The Avalanche have always, I've always felt like this core group of guys, and maybe it's stupid, but. I always feel like they're better as an underdog when everybody's counting them out. They don't do well with prosperity. They never have. Not this core of guys. Um, yeah. You know, the killer, that's that's the next question. Of why don't they have a killer instinct when they're up in the game or a series? Um, they're out of excuses again. You know, like I said, they had a 2 nothing lead in this series. Okay, yeah, you lost Kadri and you don't have him. But, you know, where's where's – where was uh, Nathan the last three games? You know, where's yeah. I mean, everybody says he's the best player in the NHL. Well, got to prove it. Um, and, and that's a that's you know, a good point say, because you can't win the big ones. And you know, once you get that label, man, it's it's tough to shake. You got to do it. We talked about the challenges for the Avs tomorrow night. The big thing from last night, the, the only sets of confidence you get in a game you're up two nothing that you blew and lost. Uh, is that the adjustments seemed to be pretty effective. They were getting better scoring chances. They were kind of rolling a little bit more offense on the lines. Are you behind the faith that, uh, you know, Bednar has in McKinnon right now? It seems like he's really trying to talk him into having a big couple games here. Yeah, well, he tried the bad cop routine after game three, and that didn't seem to work. You know, ripping the whole front line and, uh, you know, ripping those guys, calling them out. Well, they didn't do anything in game four, really. So now he's trying the good cop routine, trying to trying to be nice to Nate and say, I got faith in you. Will this work or not? Well, I guess we'll see. Uh, you know, there is going to be some second guessing of Bednar, I think, about that post-game three tirade he had a little bit. Um, yeah. I don't personally think he was out of line doing that. I think, it's, you know, you got to, he's a, you know, he, he, they were awful that game. And you got to, yeah, you got to say it, I think. But, uh you know, there are some people who might say, well, you know, now, you know, Nate Nate and Gabe got mad and hurt by it or something. If they are those type of guys who get hurt by something like that and don't can't play as well, then, then they're not real winners then. Sorry, you know. Yeah, I agree. You get called out, you got to perform. Uh, they got another chance tomorrow night, and uh, we'll see what Nate's really made out of tomorrow night, I think. I mean, he's got to at least have a good game with a high, some high-quality chances. Uh, he had those last night, but again, he – he was either getting his shot blocked, which they're doing a good job on Nate's shot. They're blocking every shot. Or, uh, you know, again, he's trying to be a little too fancy, dishing it off at the last second, you know, to the winger or something. He had a good chance, I remember, in the middle of the ice and seemed like he waited a little too long to get it off. Yeah. I thought and, and like you said, there, I remember another one in the second half of the game. I can't remember if it was the second period or third period, but he's in the slot or kind of that low, you know, good offensive area that he prospers yeah. from, and he makes, like, just a terrible nearby pass. I mean, you can just right. tell it's a little shit. But, again, Al, the adjustments for the Avalanche were good, and it clearly showed in the overall game, the Corsi, the analytics, yeah. whatever you want to call them. And, yeah. just back to, and back to McKinnon real quick. Maniac, isn't that the video of you when you're like going up like this, and then you're down when uh, the abs had the four on two? McKinnon, horrible pass. I, I, I mean, literally, it went from a four on two, Adrian, going in t- up to one, and then literally 20 seconds that, later, it's a two two game. It's that, just unbelievable. That was the most unbelievable thing ever. I mean, they, they're on a four on two. 
I was feeling perfectly confident even after that goal uh, by Tuck. Like, a lucky goal, bad mistake, but they're coming right back. They're dominating again. Thought for sure we'd see a goal. And here I was thinking, well, here comes Landy down this. You know, we're going to get a good chance out of this minimum. And instead he, you know, throws a back pass to Brian Graves on the other wing. It was bad. It's off skate. his back foot. And all of a sudden, nobody and none of them, nobody gets back. Uh, yeah. Just a, just a killer. Uh, that was the mistake of the game right there. I, you know, Landy, I know, is trying to do the right, you know, quote-unquote right thing and hit an open guy coming down the wing. But got to have a little situational awareness there. It's Ryan Graves off the rush. Um, maybe, you know, and, and Graves, I know he was told probably to go. They had to activate the D more. You know, that was something that was said yesterday by Timmons that, we, that we, you know, we need to activate our D more. If he scores, if it's a good pass and he scores off the rush, then, then we're all, you know, everybody's just saying, of course. Well, just play. But, you know, can't make a back pass off a guy's skate. Can't do it. That's, those were turnovers happen a lot, back passes on odd man rushes. Because the other team has got, is caught on an odd man rush. So, of course, they're at the other end of the rink already. If you just find a way to steal that puck, you've got an odd man rush going the other way. That's what happened. Tie game. I still felt like the Avs were in control after that. I thought they were going to score. But once they went to overtime, I was like, oh, something bad's going to happen. Something bad's going to happen. Sure enough, it did. Sure, sure enough, right away. We couldn't even get our live stream up in time. That goal was scored so uh, quick, Adrian. Yeah. And what I wanted to bring up to you, obviously, uh, something that Maniac, Maniac and I have been doing over the course of the past four to five months. wanted to ask you, are you a, are you a big-time gambler? Um, I've gotten more into gambling, uh, since, uh, since it started in Colorado last year, I wouldn't call myself a big, big time gambler for any, uh, but it's become a lot more, uh, ingrained in my life, uh, work-wise, especially, you know, I write these three picks a day for bookies. Um, you know, I have a sponsor on my site now, uh, Superbook that's, uh, nice. you know, paying me to run ads and, uh, it's going well for them. So, uh, and me, so, uh, nice. You know what? Uh, I never made a bet in my life really till last summer. Uh, bet on a game in the playoffs. I won't say which one, but uh, uh -oh. <laughs> and uh, it's fun. You know, uh, puts a little extra spice on the game. And, oh and you, yeah, and, and you can do it right from your couch, right? You don't have oh, to. You yeah. Don't have to, yeah. Every, I mean, yeah. I got like six sports books on my phone right now. Oh, um, <laughs> I've gone through all through all the first bets and everything, and that's easy money. Um, so. Um, yeah, I mean, look, if you can't beat them, join them. I mean, I don't think I was ever much of a gambler or whatever, you know, and I don't think I'd look down on my nose at it, but I always thought, well, you know, it's probably not the best thing to have it in pro sports. Yeah, times have changed. It makes a lot of money for people, um, yep. and uh, there's nothing wrong with making a lot of money and having a little fun. No. Just be responsible. Gambling problem, call one no doubt. Always, always do anything responsibly. And that's a perfect message for our sponsor, Outlet Liquor. Okay. Even if you're going to enjoy some of their awesome beverages, the place to buy a case, do so responsibly. Yeah. Al and myself are trying to have fun and make a little money. Al, Al uh, diversified his portfolio a little bit. He's got a little night's money too, but we're both uh, big time on the avalanche. Yeah. I think that's a question. Uh, what do you guys think? Is it wrong for a beat writer to bet on the game, the team that he covers? I'm not saying I've done that, but I am interested in what people think. 
It's definitely, I would say, in, in the perception of the public, I would say it's definitely right on the ethical line to me. I don't care. I don't I think that's absolutely fine. Yeah. Nah. I mean, you got the announcers, you got the abs announcers themselves making picks on the game right now. That's awesome. I love it. I do love it. I love seeing the odds up there. I mean, we are going through a little bit of a gambling revolution. Like you said, you got six sports books on your phone and you only placed your first bet last year. That's insane. It's an awesome part of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's lending, you know, new perspectives to the game, the futures of the sport uh, for their respective seasons and MVPs and stuff like that. And yeah, it's opening uh, eyes. I love to see it. Personally, I think it's a lot safer to gamble on sports and bet on sports than it ever was to buy a scratch ticket. Uh, or a lottery yep. ticket, yep. your odds of winning money are much higher. Definitely. Sports. You know, yeah. I know what you're doing a little bit. Yep. Um, you know, I'm hit, I think I'm hitting on 58% of my picks this year. I was at 61 for most of the year. I hit a, a bad beat uh, for a little bit, but I think I'm 11 and 1 in my last 12 picks. So Ooh. I was going to say, when it comes to those scratch offs, win for life, more like keep on scratching them, all right? Oh, yeah, right. I mean, I think the most I ever won on a scratch ticket was 100 bucks. Back in Cape Cod in 1980s, I I I, I know that's true. I never. And Al Al that. went through his scratcher days. <laughs> okay, well, Adrian, I've always Adrian. liked scratch tickets, though. I've always liked them. Um, just always fun to do. I think that's what it is. It's fun to chance a little bit of money sometimes on things. Let's face yeah. it, it's fun. And Adrian, I wanted to fill you in on my betting style over the past couple months. So what I've done, starting back in January, is I would parlay golf futures in tournaments with the avalanche to win the Stanley cup. <laughs> so I literally have a, like an envelope, this thick of tickets of futures with golf picks, uh, wow. soccer teams. Like I would literally bet five bucks to win a hundred, six wow. bucks to win 200 yeah. and just slowly did that. And then come April, come more of like April ish. I'm like, you know what? I should probably put some money on the nights too. Because the abs, the abs got COVID, you know, grew like, see, look at this. Take a look at this. That's one of the picks I did um, with the Knights and the Australian Open. <laughs> 110 bucks to win five grand if the Knights <laughs> win the Stanley Cup. See, I think that's a smart bet. You know? It's incredible. I mean, look at that 45 to one odds. I yeah. know. I mean, exotic prop bets are high odds for a reason. You, you are more likely to lose, but, uh, those are fun too, man. I've uh, I've had some fun with some it, drop bets too. Adrian, but, uh, can you see this one right now? What's that? Can you see this one on your phone right now? Let's pick. Yeah, I can see it. See you, Kim. Let me focus a little more. <laughs> like Darren Ravel would post that ticket, three hundred and eighty-one to one. Sure. I mean, hey, if, God bless you if you win it. I mean, that's uh, you know that can set you up for a couple of years. That's extra money like that. Uh, uh, Let's see what we got. I know. I've uh, I'm kicking myself. I mean, I I've always I've been, I've made futures bets on the Stanley Cup before in Vegas, you know. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I never won it, but uh, I was I thought Anaheim was a great bet the other about eight years ago or something. I think I bet Anaheim at thirty to one or something. I thought this is I got this, I got this, and uh, now they lost. They didn't even make it in the playoffs. I don't think. Oh gosh. But. Uh, no, I've I've uh, I've actually had a lot of success as a better. Uh, I won't get into specific numbers, either, but I'm definitely plus since I started betting last summer. Let's put it that way. Um, if you're if you're plus for your sports betting career, basically automatically in the I'm, Hall of Fame. I'm That's well like hitting 300 in the MLB. I'm pretty sure I'm in the four figures as a plus guy here. Uh, <laughs> so, four uh, figures. 
you know, I've, uh, it's been um, good. I, uh, and I just, I know, I feel like I just know certain games as a hockey beat writer for so long that, yep. um, uh, and I, and I, I'll be honest, I have not bet on abs games, uh, 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 much at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, if I've done anything at all, it's been a, you know, kind of a fun little prop bet or something, but yeah, a little uh, sprinkle. Know, I don't want to be, I'll never be like talking about gambling with players in the room or anything like that. Uh, pretty sure they won't allow that at yeah. all. Anyway, so but uh, Adrian, yeah, Adrian, real quick before we let you go, we know you're a busy guy. Got to get out of here. But what is the Adrian Dater lock of the night? Ooh, tonight. Um, it's only that one game, right? Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, I think the Isles close it out. I picked the aisles, so uh, I, I just feel like uh, Barry Trotz, you know, it's just a tough hombre. He's uh, he's doing to Boston what DeBoer is doing a little bit to the Az, and he's famous for that. And, yep. uh, uh, I just feel like aisles are going to close it out. Uh, I won't say luck, but uh, I, I put some decent coin on the Islanders tonight. I feel like Boston just, again, they don't. Something's missing there still. Don't know what it is. You know, injuries. They have a lot of injury problems. Carlo, you know, Evans, uh, big losses, you know. Crazy. Yeah. And, like, and like Boston was minus 200 two nights ago. I know. At home in game five. And now they're still, you know, a heavy, a decent minus 140 favorite tonight. So, I like the pick. Yeah. I, I mean, I would say as, as frustrating as last night was for Avs fans, the night before was equally frustrating for Bruins fans. I mean, you get, you're out shooting them 44 to 19 or something. Oh, yeah. Tuka Rask pulled. I mean, I haven't looked too much into it, but it didn't look like, like that was injury-based. It looked like it was just like tempo of the game. Or I mean, yeah. I was lost there. I think they just took him out because uh, I know. I know. Unfortunately, Tuka's going to hear it again from the fans. Uh, Interesting to see what happens there, right? It'll be a crazy vibe at the Coliseum. Our guys will be there. Rob Ryan, Dewey Crocs. It's going to be crazy there, yeah. Good Islander fans, too. I'm happy that they're going to get a chance to keep playing. They're uh, great fans. Love that building. So Awesome. Even though I am from Boston as a kid and love the Bruins. Of course. That's that's how we do it in Boston. That's how you open it up with us. (laughs) Kind of, I think I may be trying to reverse jinx the uh, the Islanders a little bit too. So be careful on my reverse jinxes; they're pretty good. Oh, maniac knows I'll do like we love we the, love yeah. reversing jinxes. If whatever you can do on the Golden Knights, like because, let's yeah. let's. I'll, I'll, I I can't say what I'm gonna do because that'll. Okay, true. You can't give away your reverse jinx otherwise. It, but I'll, I'll be trying something tomorrow. Don't worry. I'm let's gonna go. do that at too. <laughs> awesome. I'm awesome. confident. Well, Adrian, once again, thank you. This is Adrian Dater of ColoradoHockeyNow.com and also a writer for Bookies.com. Adrian, serious. It was a pleasure having you on the show tonight. No problem, guys. Enjoy yourselves, and uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, make those bets responsibly. Awesome. All right, we'll be in touch for those locks, okay? Okay. Look, look forward to talking when they have the Stanley Cup. All right. Deal. Thanks, Adrian. Yeah. Wow. Great guy. Just great guy, great perspective. Year. I love how it went from I can't tell you if I've ever voted on or bet on an Avs game or like a prop bet or something to like, well. Uh, I would love to listen to a Colorado broadcast. And yeah. They're talking, they're talking about bets. Can you imagine Generette? And if you have the Hurricanes money line, give a honk about. They cover as a plus 240. Oh. So good. But no, Adrian's awesome. Great follow on Twitter. Um, 
you know, you've seen me following these guys. You know, our ads guys, Peter Ba, Adrian Dater. Ba. Great calls. Yeah, we got to have a Ba and Dater party when they get this done. When the when Avs pull up these next two games, and then yes. done the next two series. Um, pull the records out tomorrow night, man. Honestly, it's... It is a throw the records out. If the Avs come out like they did in game five, they could easily be up 2 nothing, 3 nothing. That You got to take the crowd out of it. The crowd's your biggest enemy tomorrow. They'll keep yep. getting them back into it, but you got to get that... It's like you said, survive the first period, and if you can be winning at the end of it, all the better. And, and, and hey, you got to clap your hands to the Knights, though. If they can beat the Avs four straight games... I mean, it's incredible right now. That's the, 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 the Vegas Knights were plus 800 in this series three games ago. It's absolutely absurd. And 13-1 to to win the Stanley Cup. Stupid numbers. So awesome, folks. Well, thank you for joining us tonight. Show sponsor, Outlet Liquor. It's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? Maniac. Good. Shout out uh, the trainer. <laughs> oh, well, before we get it out, shout out the trainer sports crew. We got Happy Hour Hoops, yep. CBZ, rocking and rolling. We'll have some coverage of Loki, the new series on Disney Plus. Everyone was talking Winter Soldier, Falcon, WandaVision. We're covering Loki. We got Casali Files. Jake and myself on that. And then this weekend, we got Monster leading the charge in the Harrison Phillips bocce tournament. I mean, I can't wait to see this. Monster's brother-in-law is coming too, so we're going to see like what uh, a member of Monster be is awesome. like. Can't wait to see it. And most likely, watch party tomorrow night? Eh. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm feeling up to it. Oh, I mean, my sleep schedule is so off, man. Oh, I yeah. I was crushed. But that'll be a Friday morning, so we all know how the weekend works. True, true. But as far as the avalanche are concerned, going into tomorrow, what I need, what you probably want still, is a good night. night.